What is up, everybody? In today's episode, we are sitting down with one of our members, Daryl Cox. A lot of good stuff in this episode, so we're going to jump right into it. Enjoy. We're back with another episode of a Community That Is Fit podcast. We're hopping back into a member spotlight. Um, as you can see, we're joined, if you're watching, you can see we're joined by Daryl. Today, this is Daryl Cox. He's one of the members of Fortitude. Been with us for three? Two years. Two years. Two years, September. Two years in September. So coming up on two and a half. Yep. Getting close. Sweet. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your your background? Who are you? What do you do? All that jive. Daryl Cox. I own a performance business in Bronson. Uh, moved here in 2010 from Virginia, North Carolina area there. And uh, my wife's from here, Jennifer. She comes CrossFit. My two daughters, uh, Danica and Demi. And I have a daughter down south, Taylor. And she's 25. And uh, both my daughters here, they go to CrossFit. Um, just moved here in 2010 and uh, started life kind of over here. Uh, struggled with weight all those years, even before I moved. And then moving here, it's like uh, had some family members, uh, diabetes, mm. you know, uh, choice stuff that they could have made eat better if they exercise, maybe not smoke, whatever. I've never been a smoker, so that was in my favor. But uh, lost a few family members, you know, lost my mom in 2011, and then uh, my two sisters and my dad. Sam, my brother, he's in the hospital now, you yeah. know, uh, from a stroke he just had. So it's like, as we went through the the ordeals with each family member, um, it made me start making decisions like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have the pop, you know, maybe I shouldn't drink the two beers a night, you know. And by the time, I don't know, it's about, it'd be three years uh, this month. Um, after my dad passed away, I was like, I'd already started making small adjustments, but I was like, man, I'm just going to really seek to make this a lifestyle. You know, let's start with the nutrition and uh, go there. So I basically did a start out on like a keto mm. and uh, it wasn't a clean, it wasn't a real clean keto. Okay. So there's a lot of ways you can do keto, you know? Yeah. And uh, it worked. You know, I lost like 60 pounds. Um, I used to be 305 by, you know, started in that December of that year and then moved into about spring. I'd lost 60 pounds. Uh, felt real good uh, just from the weight being gone. Right. Started getting a lot of energy. And then uh, by April, I just I felt so good that I started, you know, after work, I was always doing stuff now. So, just, you know, coming in, sitting on the recliner, drinking the two beers and give that up. So I pulled my old mountain bike out. Mm. and started riding into Bronson to Danica's uh, softball practices. Nice. You know, it's five miles in, five miles back. I remember it was like seven mile an hour average first time and barely made it back. I think I walked about a, a mile of it back. <laughs> but I felt so achieved by just getting that first one in, and then it just started from there. Yeah. So by summer of that year, I had already moved up in a better bike, and I was doing about 25, 30 miles a week. You know, which I thought was a lot. And then uh, at the local church, I met a lady and found out that she was a biker. And I, I was like, yeah, how many miles are you doing a week? She says, oh, I do 100 miles a week. 
Wow. I didn't even want to tell her how many I was doing, you know. <laughs> but, you know, just hearing that, it made me even try harder. So by two months, I think it was about August of that year, I was up to about 100, 120 miles a week. Wow. And I had lost uh, about 80 pounds. Nice. And then by September of that year um, is when I s stepped into CrossFit. And I, I had a, a goal weight of 205 before I would do anything different. Oh. So yeah. I got to 205 and then was introduced to CrossFit through Michael Covey. He used to come here. Yep. And uh, which used to coach here. He's an employee of mine. Yep. And uh, that's where it started, you know. But, you know, from the past, it was just motivation from the sickness around me, the, the deaths in the family, outside of the family. And some stuff we dealt with, but I felt like everything around me is like, man, if I just made better choices, you know, long term, short term and long term. I was like, I started making just better short term choices, and those led to long term choices. And here we are, three years, and I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, you know. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of really good stuff to unpack there. Um, so it's a family affair, mm -hmm. right? You got the whole wife daughters are involved in in the fitness yeah thing. jennifer actually uh started crossfit first mm -hmm. with some one-on-one -on -one with you yep and just hearing her testimony from that coming in and seeing the the mobility the flexibility how much more energy she had you know i was already in my own fitness journey but yeah her doing it first definitely inspired me into jumping in yeah the other thing I, that is is common um is kind of that that catalyst, right? The thing that got you rolling on your health and fitness journey. It's it sucks that that it, it's common for people, mm -hmm. right? That it's it's a tragedy, or when we start to see the decisions that others make around us, and it reminds us of of how short this life is, and if we don't make better decisions, how much shorter it can be. It's definitely inspired by fear seeing that, you know. Yeah. Um, I. I I, it was one thing to deal with with the, the family members one on one. It was the other thing to see my nieces, my nephews, my cousins, uh, the other people affected by, especially like my sisters passing in their forties. Mm. You know, I've already surpassed their age, uh, forty seven this year, and they was younger than I was passing. It's like, wow, it just man, it stings a little bit to see those. You know, they're grown kids now, but at that time, you like. You know, I'm doing it for me, but I want to be here for my kids, you know? Right. This this leaves a, an impact. So our decisions not only affect our health for our life, and some, like I said, some people have dealt stuff and we don't have any control over it. But if I can control it, why not make a, a choice that I can choose to be healthier to maybe live longer right. to be there for not only me, but the ones around me, you know? Give yourself the best yeah. possible odds for success. Yeah. Right? Um we had talked a little bit before we started we started filming about that if if they had only made a different decision or better choices or and i feel like that that that's common for people now like we're starting to see the the negative ramifications of of these bad decisions where maybe you know 20 30 years ago it wasn't quite as visible to everybody and a lot of the way that we're eating now and not exercising and the way that jobs have changed maybe has a little bit to do with that. Yeah. Right. But, um, I've saw, I've seen it myself yep. with the, 
it's the disease of choice. And we we did a whole podcast on this, right? It's the deciding to not exercise and eat poorly, right? And then by the time that it becomes an issue, it's it's almost too late for some people. Exactly. And it affects your whole family. So your story looks like we had that catalyst, right? Time to time to take back my health and fitness. You were 305 pounds. Yep. 46 in the waist. Wow. Uh, 35 now. So that's a big difference. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, started biking. That was your, that was your, that was yeah, your go-to. It was because Perfect. I was dealing with a knee injury okay. from a 20 some year old motorcycle wreck that I was told that if I didn't get a knee replacement, that I would have no chance of running, mm -hmm. maybe some biking. Definitely some mobility issues as far as lifting, deadlifts, uh, box jumps, stuff like that we do in here. And even coming into CrossFit, you was warned about that. Like, you know, is there anything going on? And I was like, yeah, I got a knee injury. And, uh, you know, coming into CrossFit, it was like, okay, I've already lost the weight I want to lose. Was I want to gain from it? I had no idea what I was going to be able to do with a knee injury. But uh, choosing the bike was like, okay, that's probably the least amount of impact. Let's go with that. And it, it my knee gave me a, a hard time even biking. Sure. But I felt like over time I was able to work around it. But I can remember I used to, you know, every time I rode, I'd walk a good quarter mile, you know, pushing the bike up okay. my driveway and uh, just to walk it off. And that knee was like, what are you doing? Hmm. And uh, But I continued just thinking that's what I've been dealt, you know. There's right. no recovery from this. I'm just going to have to work with it. You know, I limp a little bit. It hurts. But I'm going to just overcome it by just keep biking. It really got didn't get any better. And I had to watch it because some days it just felt like I shouldn't even ride today, you know. But uh, the biking I got, the calorie expenditure I needed to get mm -hmm. to lose the weight. But once I got down to that target weight, I felt like I was in kind of a maintenance mode. But I felt like I lost a lot of muscle too. Mm. And that was, you know, when I signed up for CrossFit, you asked me what I wanted out of it. And I was like, I'd like to put on some muscle and get some mobility. I felt right. tight from just riding a bike, you know. Uh, didn't think I'd ever run here uh, or deadlift or box jump or any of the stuff I do now. Um, but yeah, the biking was my only option because I felt like it was the only thing I could do based on uh, the limitation I had with the knee. Okay. So would you say that kind of that, that limitation around the knee was, was the biggest problem that you were facing at that point in time? Definitely. Cause I still had a limp. It was much better on the knee losing the weight. Sure. But I always had a scenario and I even pointed this out to you. I can't, I can never leave back, lead that foot back, like from a ladder, from mm. a step, like even doing box step ups coming down on that left leg, there was some there was a good chance that that knee just give out. So if you were going down the stairs, you would always lead with the other foot? If I was coming like down that. the steps, like if you was moving furniture, uh -huh. I could never be the lead person backwards, okay. ever. Because it was a guarantee I wouldn't feel nothing. My knee would just go mm. out and it would start from the heel and then it felt like it just go loose, you know? Mm. And then uh, everybody around me know, knew that for years. Like, okay, you can't be going backwards. Your knee will give out. Right. All that is in the past now. Right. So. What did, what did your frustrations feel like, you know, when you decided to come in and as you were, as you were trying to solve that problem, had you, had you kind of resigned to this is just the way that it's going to be? Well, 
going from the the biking and joining CrossFit that sep that September, um, I was like, I'm just going, you know, a lot of these movements I had never done before. Yeah. And you had warned me like, hey, if you because you knew the pre-existing condition that if we got any problems with the knee, just let me know, and we'll scale around it. And we did uh, a lot of scaled movements. Um, you was good about identifying, hey, that don't look normal. I felt like it was fine. You looked at it and says that don't look normal. Let's scale this to something else. Um, as we did movements I hadn't done before, I was just like, okay, if I if I feel something, I'm gonna stop, ask the question, and see what the next scale is. Mm -hmm. And we did that. And doing that journey, you know, the last couple of years, over two, almost two and a half, um, we made those adjustments. And uh, the biggest fear was like the stuff I thought I couldn't do. Mm. And there was a lot at first, but where we're at now, you know, with two and, almost two and a half years into it, uh, there's not a movement in here I, I can't do. You know, that's that's a big testament to CrossFit. Yeah. And and the coaching here. I think that one of the, the big takeaways just from the, the very first part is there was a lot of fear associated with what is my knee going to be able to do? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And not only just like in the context of this, but how is this going to affect my life outside of the gym and what are the things I'm going to be able to do out of here? Because you, like most people, came to us with a previous injury, with yeah. something that had, with already, you already came into the gym, you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, I have a knee issue, mm -hmm. right? And then there's all this like, is it gonna be really sore today? Am I gonna feel stiff? Is this gonna in any way limit me from doing the things that I want to do today? It, it definitely got worse before it got better. Yeah. Um, because I didn't scale appropriately or probably should have took a rest day, mm. um, you know, or I just was just doing too much. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, I think when I first started, I was actually, I still wanted to bike. Yeah. So you, I think you remember I'd actually bike here. Yeah. You know, 17 miles one way and then do a workout and then 17 miles back and you're like, what are you doing? You yeah. Know? And uh, I, I definitely was probably doing too much. And I, I think I pushed that knee over the limit from doing too much, not mm. from doing CrossFit. It was sure. just doing too much. And once I figured out, okay, I need to get X amount of sleep. I need to probably take a recovery day and definitely do active recovery. So just not doing anything. And then, you know, there's a few times we took a few weeks off, you know, due to finances or whatever, yep. uh, ball schedule, race schedule, whatever. Um, all those, you know, I kept the nutrition going, yep. uh, did some, some mobility stuff, some bike rides in between. But, you know, there was some healing in all that. Mm -hmm. And through some chiropractic procedures and uh, CrossFit, definitely CrossFit, and just scaling appropriately, you know, I was able to overcome that knee injury. Yeah. And as of September of this year, you know, two-year anniversary here, um, it was the first time I could walk in and say I actually have no issue at all. That's awesome. Which I took a six-week break in the summer for uh, the race schedule, and it's our slow season for finances and stuff too, so it worked out great. And that rest actually did me good. I did some stuff, you know, bike rides, some workouts at home, very little. But when I come back in, I was like, man, this is going to be tough getting back into CrossFit from taking six weeks off. Yeah. Because, you know, your body kind of 
gets in the shock of that. You guys had introduced that powerlifting class. So I was like, that would be perfect because I could do that, maybe not do CrossFit so much, mm -hmm. get some weight training in, get me back in the gym, get the fire going again, um, and get some work workouts at the same time. But coming into that, that was the first time I could come into the to any situation and say my knee is not hurting. I I need to take it easy, you know. Let's let's see how this goes. Well, once we started the powerlifting, by the time we got through that uh, eight weeks, I had hit 15, 60 pound PRs. Nice. With no knee problems. Yeah. So I was a guy that come in that had all the knee braces, you know, the foam and the compression. And I actually got halfway through that, the four weeks into that, I told Steve, I was like, I'm going to do it today without any compression because it feels good. Nice. He's like, well, be careful. Yeah. Let me know how you do. So now I don't even do uh, most of the movements we do here with all the compression stuff that I used to have to have. Right. So um, I feel like it, it's, it's still there, mm -hmm. but it's very small. Um, I definitely have a weakness on that left side from that, and it's something that we've been working on. You yeah. Know? I think it's important to highlight that where you're at right now is the culmination of, I mean, just working in here for two years, mm -hmm. but it was something that you had had for 20 years before that. Yeah. And I think it's hard for people to understand that not only do we come in with these things, but this, it takes time. Yep. It took two years to get to a point where you can say this. Yep. And if we would have went six months, right? And then just been like, you know what? My knee's not any better. Yep. I still feel the same. I think that this just isn't for me. We wouldn't be here right now no. having taken the lessons and learned as we oh, went and made definitely. kind of changes and tweaks. It's an, it's an ever-evolving journey. And I think that that might get lost on people because there's this expectation that this should be solved really quickly. And there's not the understanding that, oh yeah, it took me 20 years to get here. Yeah. Right. It's going to take, I mean, in, in your case, it only took two years yeah. to start getting out of it. Well, that, and you know, going from the bike to coming in here and you, you we have the running portion of the, of yeah. the workouts. Um, I was told I'd never be able to run again. Uh, even with probably the knee replaced. Who told uh, you? The doctor. Okay. So the job I worked at the time when I was 20 some years old and had the motorcycle wreck, like you're gonna have to have a knee replacement, you know, it's gonna be like 60 grand. You're gonna probably miss, you know, three, six months of work because the job I had, they wouldn't even put you on the floor. It was an industry job and uh 12 hour shift. So I, they was known to let people go hmm. in an easy way. Sure. You know, keep them out of trouble. If, yeah, if yeah. you come up with something, something that took you out of work. So rather than take a chance, I was like, I'll just work around it. So I remember having the mobilizer on and, immobilizer and then you know limping getting around you know 12 hour shifts knee got real stiff so that probably did more damage than good too you know and then slowly worked into where i could walk on it limp on it whatever and then you know here we are 20 some years later and it's still there and then uh coming into that and it, it did get a little better over time but the weight my weight alone was oh, really sure. taxing that you know 305 that was a lot and then Losing the weight definitely helped it, but then when I got into the fitness side of it, that would tend to, you know, as we add weight in here and whatnot. But getting into these workouts where I was told I wouldn't be able to run again and actually started, you know, a little bit of the jogs mm -hmm. and whatnot, you know, pole to pole. Um, the CrossFit enabled me to, to start to jog. Mm -hmm. And then I set up the goal, maybe I can do the 400 meters, you know. And then, you know, 
so what if you got to walk some of it, run some of it? The scale enabled me to work my way up to where I even did the Murph that one year. Yeah. With a vest, which I probably shouldn't have done, <laughs> and uh, which flared the knee up a little bit more. We all, everybody but says that. But that was a choice. You know, I probably put, I had this mindset that I wanted to, you know, pay tribute to the yeah. military. Yeah, like, cool. It, and it looked cool. You yeah, know? yeah. But I, I, I don't think I'd do it again with a vest. Yeah. Um, didn't get to do it the last time. But, I say that every year. Yeah. But I, I did it. And you, I remember I ran the first mile, and I took off out the door. So here I'm not supposed to be able to run. I've worked my way up to running now with a vest. Yeah. And we're running the first mile, and I remember coming around the parking lot. We're almost back to the box, and I'm looking to see how many people's in front of me. It's only like, I don't know, 15 people. And I'm like, I maybe should have scaled this down a little bit. So I literally did the first mile in like eight minutes, I think, wow. 8.32, which was unbelievable. That was fast. Oh, yeah, with a vest. Yeah. And then, so there was a lot of people behind me. So I get through the Murph, and me and Chad Everett was like hanging on for dear life in the last, I think it was like hour into this thing. Yeah. And then uh, I remember all the coaches went out with us to make the last run. Yep. And uh, my knee was giving me a problem then. Yeah, I bet. So I overexerted it. And uh, you pushed me, you and Seth, and ever, I think Don, I can't remember who I was, but uh, I ran it and walked it, but I got it in. Yep. And you told me, hey, if knee hurts, stop, just walk it off. And uh, we got it in. And then after that, I, I could still run, but I felt like I probably overdid it. Mm -hmm. But I, I let that be a lesson to say, okay, what can I do to make it better? So I just kept working on, like, the jog. Yeah. Um, well, it's that it's that it's that load versus capacities conversation that right. we've had before, right? We pushed too far over that capacity yep. line, yep. and then it bumped it down a little bit. Yeah. So now we had to be very intelligent about what we were going to do yep. to try to get it back up. Yep. Right. So, and that's what I did is I scaled it down from there, and then it it, it actually the knee got better and better and better. Good. You know, with the treatment from I was getting from the chiropractor, um, you had me flossing the knee. Um, some different mobility stuff to really work on it. And it just took time. Rest, work out, scale appropriately. Don't go for the heavy numbers. Just build some strength. With strength, then the, the numbers come. Yeah. And then coming into that powerlifting class a few weeks back and hitting PRs, you know, way above my expectations. Yeah, that's awesome. I wasn't even shooting for those. You know, they just happen. Yeah, getting that's stronger. You know, yeah. So what was different? I. If you had to put it into one or two things, what would you say? What was different about the way that that we helped you, maybe than you you had had in the past? Um, well, we talked about this before the video, but the coaching staff here, you and all the guys, even when Seth was here, they was always quick to identify. Hey, that don't look good. Let's maybe scale that to a, a smaller box for the box jump. Or just hey, just do step ups, or uh, let's go to a lighter wall ball, or whatever it is. You know, if it, they was quick to see, even though I I knew it was there and probably didn't say anything, they was quick to identify it and say, hey, you know, let's just choose something else. And I think, you know, if if a lot of people would step up and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, a lot of people probably refrain from stepping up and saying, hey, I've got some issues with my yeah. knee, my shoulder, my back, whatever. And they just push through it. That's probably not the best thing to do. You know, don't be afraid or embarrassed to scale it back, so you can get what you need on your way to recovery. You know. So yeah. I looked at every day. It's not. It's not just a workout. 
I've already lost the weight. I got, I'm trying to be a, a better person physically so I don't have a mobility problem. Yeah. You know, um, I want to be able to do a burpee when I'm 80 years old, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, so I don't know if that'd be the case or not, but I no, think I'll, I'll be there. I think you'll be there. Yeah. And that's what is different here. And I've, I've been to other places and did some other fitness over the years, and I wouldn't want to do it any other way without proper instruction. Somebody's actually looking at me and saying, hey, you need to pick a different scale. Um, that's what I like about here. Yeah, there's this, we talked about this, we touched on it a little bit before, there's this, there's this interesting fear around like any sort of vulnerability, mm -hmm. especially as a guy, mm -hmm. right? Being like, I don't know if this is the, be the best thing for me to do, or I don't know if I can do this, rather, right. than, rather than being like, hey, what do you think, which is, I mean, it's what you're paying for. You're paying for coaching, right? You're just like, okay, head down, eyes forward, just do it regardless. Right. And that, I think, is, is one of the things that, that you've learned over the years, and we knew that as soon as we came in, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, if this causes any sort of an issue or it doesn't feel good, I need to figure out what, what is going to solve the problem rather than, than trying to mask it or just keep doing what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's not working. Right. And, you know, the importance of we can learn so much in the, the workouts y'all have, but the specialty stuff that y'all have had all along the way, I don't think a lot of people realize how important they are. They're not to generate income. Yeah. They're to benefit us. And I remember you had some gymnastic ones mm -hmm. that I come to on some Saturdays and stuff. Yeah, when we did specialty classes. And I've learned more in a short period of time doing the specialty classes, um, just like the powerlifting. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited for the next one that comes up, no matter what it is. Um, you've done some I hadn't been able to do, but those are great because we get to learn more in a short period of time. So I feel like coming from the powerlifting one, I'm doing the movements better, even in the snatch or clean mm -hmm. or any of those, even though we didn't cover some of those in the powerlifting, you know, learning how to plant my feet and, and focus on center line and stuff, um, pushing on the core, yeah. the quads and whatnot. Um, I think that's a big aspect of it too here is you do have some specialty classes that um, teach us so much more in a short period of time. Well, it allows us to take a deep dive into yeah. some very specific movements yeah. or, or, you know, different, uh, different modalities yep. that we just, we can't cover as in depth in, in a group CrossFit class, yep. because that's fo the focus of that is GPP. Yep. It's like, come in, do some skills, get stronger, do a workout, leave in an hour. Whereas if we're like, all right, we're going to take eight weeks and we're going to dedicate two hours a week to just working on this thing, we can really move the needle in that. Oh, and the, the confidence you leave from those classes going into your next workout and, you know, day to day, like I feel so much better coming in now with what I learned in just the power lifting. Yeah. Um, but even like back to the gymnastic uh, classes that you, you put on on those Saturdays, you know, uh, the tuck and the hollow and all those different positions that we need to focus on, uh, those all, you know, benefit each movement that we do. Right. You know, so it's, it's just a lot all the way around that I enjoy here. I love it. All right. So take me, take me to the moment when, 
you started to feel that, that confidence with your knee that you hadn't had before. What was that like? Do you remember when it happened? Do you remember about like what we were doing at that point in time? How did, how'd that feel for you? What was that like? Well, it started earlier this year um, when we, when you seen probably fall of last year that, okay, you spotted me one day leaving the gym and they were actually coming in. You said, what's wrong with your knee? I was like, nothing. He said, yeah, you're limping. And uh, you had me floss the knee that day and do some stuff uh, pre-workout, mobility, stretch, and whatnot. And um, so I come in thinking I was okay. I didn't even know I was limping. Um, been in CrossFit for some time, so this is like fall of last year. Mm -hmm. And then from that day on, uh, I focus more on like taking care of the knee, trying to build some strength, uh, rest when I need to rest, um, and, and start working around conditioning my body for the knee. So when I went to my chiropractor, when he treated my, my left knee for the issue um, with acoustic compression therapy, mm -hmm. he, would, he said, well, I'm going to treat your right knee. I said, well, I don't have a problem with my right knee. He said, well, it's carrying the weight that the left knees can't carry, so it makes it have inflammation and really works it out, you know, more than it should be. When he told me that, I was like, well, maybe I need to approach my workouts the same way. So I started focusing on using uh, my right knee to condition my left knee. Mm. And that was just something I was doing. So I'd focus on, when you, you guys say it all the time, the tempo stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was really focusing on the tempo because I felt like that would really condition things. Um, for better strength so from that fall till the beginning of this year it was just getting gradually better mm -hmm. through the uh treatment at the chiropractor you know supplementation rest and here and then by the time summer come around and i took not intentional six weeks off um i didn't go without working out but i, I did rest a lot mm -hmm. that that break from CrossFit was depressing. Hmm. Like I, I felt like, man, I really need to be at CrossFit, but we had messaged you about like, hey, just take us off for a month. Yep. Let's, uh, and it turned into six weeks. And I was like, man, this, this is bad. But you know, we, we just had too much going on at the time and couldn't come in. Yeah, life so got in the way. four weeks turned into six weeks. And when I come back, it was like a blessing in disguise, a blessing in disguise because I immediately knew my knee was better. Mm -hmm. And then when we, I come right back in to that power lifting and I could tell it was still there, but it was, it was probably just needing to be worked out, mm. you know? And by the time we got two to three weeks into that power lifting, I'm like, wow. Cause I was really scared that that was going to be the limiting factor again. Mm. You know, uh, we're going to be deadlifts, yeah. you know, back squats. And those two movements was like the worst case scenario for me all along. Anything hinging at the knees, bending down like that. Um, by the time we got three weeks into that, I was like, I'm feeling stronger than ever. But I, was, I still had that fear that it was at any moment mm -hmm. that I was going to have a sharp pain in the left knee and I'm done. Yeah. It didn't happen. And I hit all those PRs. So I, I think going from the powerlifting into the CrossFit now, it's been over a month, probably about six weeks into the CrossFit from the powerlifting, four to six weeks here. 
um, zero issues. Nice. Like, this is the best I've felt in my adult life, you know. Usually I always had something going on, yeah. you know, my back, my legs or something. So I can't wait to see what we can do next, you know. I, I stayed over after class uh, a week or so ago and did that PR in the front squat. Yeah. You know, just we did that movement in the workout. You was coaching that day. And I was like, hey, can I leave that on there until after the workout? I want to play with that. And there again, I wasn't going to go for a PR. So I started where we left off and worked my way up. And once I exceeded my PR, I was like, wow, you know, that that's just proof that it's all working. Yeah. Man, a lot of good stuff. Okay. Any Anything, any final kind of words of wisdom, anything that you want to leave anybody who's listening or watching this, anything that you want to leave them with? Just do your own workout, you know. Uh, don't get intimidated by the numbers on the board. Um, sometimes it looks like a lot if we look it up the night before at 9 o'clock, you know. But there was times, and I, I've told the coaches here about it, that I thought, man, I can't go today. I just don't feel it. Like, just barely could climb out of bed from the, the workout. And uh, just had you add me back to the unlimited because I wanted to get more than three days a week, you know. Mm -hmm. um, now, some of those days are tough to come in, but um, you had told me when I was dealing with a knee the first year coming to CrossFit, and I had come into one of your meetings with – about a class coming up or something. I think there's a nutritional class you did, uh, we'll get together. And you had said, somebody had asked, well, how many times should I be coming to CrossFit? And you said, you know, probably four or five days a week. Mm -hmm. At the time I was doing three. Well, I let that be my goal. And I had done some reading online about it, you know, and I was like, maybe I can step up to that. So the biggest fear was looking at the workout the night before and deciding whether I was gonna cherry pick it or not. Um, and then the days that you had an intense workout, the following day you feel like you barely moved. Mm. Great workout. But you said, well, even if you can't come in and do the workout, come in and do the mobility and see if that leads you to doing the workout. Mm -hmm. And I remember even with the knee, you said, hey, maybe you should skip the workout and just come in and do the mobility. Right. Let's just work on mobility, not do any strength. Yeah. Let's not overwork the knee. But I did. I come in several times just to do the mobility but i ended up feeling so good we we scaled the workout appropriately but I, it led me into doing the workout i've never come in just to do the mobility and not do the workout right so i think if i was going to encourage somebody else is don't be intimidated by what's on there even if you don't do it all yeah i've i've, I've seen people come in just do the mobility and leave yeah. or they come in do mobility and do their own workout to prepare for a competition it, it's an open gym you know yeah. just come in and do what you can do um, don't worry about racing somebody else. That was something I was doing in the beginning. I was trying to RX, couldn't get anywhere close, or I was trying to beat the next guy. That ain't going to get you anywhere. I yeah. think you, you need to let your body tell you what you can do, keep that intensity below that 10 level, you know, um, and just let it be a, a gradual progression of conditioning. Yeah, I think that's really important. Come in, like, there's going to be days when you're just straight up not feeling yeah. it. Either you're you're sore or you're tired or yeah. you just generally don't feel like it. Yeah. Come in and do the warm-up. Yeah. If you come in and do the warm-up and you still don't feel it, sweet. I mean, mission, we, we, check, we can check the box. We did it. It was a good day. Yeah. And if you got an injury, it's different. You need to talk to your coach. That's I had huge. an injury. And, and then there's a difference between 
coming in injured and coming in sore from just working out. Right. And your body, you, you should be able to identify that. Yeah. There was days I didn't come in because I was injured. Mm-hmm. And I, that was smart. I needed rest. Yep. Um, the unintentional rest for six weeks did my body good. Yeah. You know, I did some stuff I could do. Um, it, it just worked out in my favor. But definitely listen to your body because if, if you're injured, you need to get that addressed. Yeah. You need to talk to your coach and then he'll guide you. But if, if you're just sore, need to work it out, you're probably better off to come in than sit around and be sore because usually it hits me two days later. Yeah. You know, if I don't do something the following day, it's going to be real bad the second day. Well, we talked about that yesterday. I just moved for 30 minutes yeah. after the competition on the weekend, and I was so sore, like, don't touch my legs on oh, that yeah. sore yesterday. But I feel so much better today because I moved. Yep. There's something magic in, in that motion. Yep. Awesome. Daryl, thank you so much for sitting down no and uh, and talking with me. Yep. Thank you for all the stuff you guys do. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for checking out this episode. Find us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of the episode. See ya.